websites, feel free to contact me at 636-278-2272, again 636-278-2272, or visit my website angelathomas.org. I'm considered a psychic psychic, so I provide accurate and detailed psychic readings for individuals as well as groups. Remember, no matter what influences your life at the moment, live life to the fullest. Stay in gratitude, count your blessings, and prepare yourself for more opportunities around the corner. I'm Psychic Angela Thomas, and my website is angelathomas.org. If you are listening to the show and wish to join us in the chat room, visit paltalk.com. Go to the social issues, select other, and enter the UFO Paranormal Radio Network. The UPRN family of shows would like to take a moment to thank our loyal listeners for tuning in to UPRNTalkRadio.com along with 107.7 FM New Orleans. Broadcasting on multiple platforms like Live 365, Ustream, and Shoutcast has made the UPRN the longest-running, highly-rated, and best source of quality, unique programming that is not afraid of the status quo in alternative media. This station has a solid course of shows and hosts that refuse to get stuck in a rut or be overrun by a groupthink mentality because station owner, host, and iCar founder Joe Montaldo knows the value of letting his talented stable of hosts grow uninhibited. In this genre, that's an accomplishment which many in alternative radio are striving for but are left consistently wanting. This is all made possible because of you, the listener, that tunes in live every night who can tell the difference that independent thinking makes. The best way to show our appreciation is to thank you and continue to allow our listeners the ability to download the archives of all the shows free of charge on iTunes, Podbean, and SoundCloud. No monthly fees, no cost to download individual shows, and none of the constant hassling for donations. That's the UPRNRadio.com difference. So stick around. There's much more to come with new shows on the way. For now, feel free to join your favorite show live in the Pal Talk chat room, easily accessible off UPRNTalkRadio.com, and share the experience of listening live with other listeners from around the world. So thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the UPRNTalkRadio.com family of listeners. Tune in to the Mind Cemetery with your hosts, Chip and Nicole, every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively on the UFO Paranormal Radio Network. We delve into UFOs, abductions, ghosts, aliens, conspiracies, and cryptozoology. And how could you ever forget about those creepy topics you won't hear on your local news? This is where I would insert my obligatory skeptical statement. The Mind Cemetery, where the paranoia about the paranormal comes to rest. Follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on Facebook. Also check us out on our website, MindCemetery.com, for show updates and the critically acclaimed Mind Cemetery blog. It's not critically acclaimed, but you should check it out anyway, MindCemetery.com. Hi, I'm Stephanie Benetti, and along with Joe Montaldo, we host News on the Flip Side. Come join us every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Central for our three-hour program. We have opinions on everything, and we're not afraid to share them. 
False history gets made all day, every day. The truth of the new is never on the news. But you can find it here with news on the flip side. Remember, don't be politically correct. Just be correct. Join us. Welcome to News on the Flipside with your hosts, Stephanie Benetti and Joe Mantalo. Remember, don't be politically correct. Just be correct. Welcome, everyone.
Hi, I'm Stephanie Benetti, and along with Joe Montaldo, we host News on the Flip Side. Come join us every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Central for our three-hour program. We have opinions on everything, and we're not afraid to share them. False history gets made all day, every day. The truth of the new is never on the news, but you can find it here with News on the Flip Side. Remember, don't be politically correct. Just be correct. Join us. Welcome to News on the Flipside with your hosts, Stephanie Benetti and Joe Mantalo. Remember, don't be politically correct. Just be correct. Welcome, everyone. Good evening, everybody. I hope y'all are having a great evening, great morning, great afternoon, wherever you are on our beautiful blue planet. Sorry about the news on a flip side <laughs> intro there. I'm not sure where that came from, but hey, you know, maybe it's because Stephanie's on the line with us and tonight. I, I don't know. That was weird, but we'll correct that shortly. Uh, tonight's guest is going to be Jim Allen. Uh, we have been doing a series. This is the third uh, of a three-part series we're doing, and quite a few things we're going to discuss tonight. It's hard with Jim because... We've done two good shows with him. They've, they've both done well in archive, both well live, and there's just a lot, a lot of information. If, if you've heard the previous two shows, you know they are packed with information. From the original story that got him into all of this, which is very interesting, you should listen to that at the, at the very beginning, to all the chapters in between. Now, we've talked about a lot of conspiracy stuff. We've talked about Kennedy. We've talked about Ruby Ridge. We've talked about Oklahoma. We've talked about Waco. A lot, a lot of good material. Tonight, we're going to start off with 9-11. Uh, I was going to say 9-1-1, but I know he hates somebody gripe over you. Wait, 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 wait. I know, I know I'm a guest on your show, so Stephanie Benetti here, but Joe and I are no strangers. But I'd like to say something about Jim, if, if you don't mind, Joe. Okay. He is like an unpretentious, he's just putting out there. I believe him wholeheartedly. Like, he just, he has his story and his information, and he just put it out there, and he's not like somebody who's like, oh, I've written 10 books, and I'm pretentious, and not at all, you know, it's just genuine information, and that's important. Now, it, and it is. Um, also, for anybody listening tonight, a lot of stuff going on, which we're not going to get a chance to catch up on tonight since we started, but a lot of good UFO material coming out of Washington State, Oregon. I've been talking with some friends up there, a lot of activity up there, a lot, a lot of activity along the Gulf Coast recently. Not sure what's going on. A lot of wave flaps, which means there's going to be a lot of abduction reports. I've already started seeing the abduction reports coming in, which is good for us because we've got another project going on, which I'd love to tell you all about, but I can't. Um, oh, man, it's hard for me not to say anything. But anyway, moving on from that. A um, lot of other good stuff going on, so I want everybody to keep up. Uh, they're currently, I'm talking with a couple of people about maybe updating the iCar site. Don't forget, tomorrow night, Stephanie and I, Flipside Light. It's going to be fast and furious. There's going to be four topics tomorrow that we're going to probably talk about that will probably get repeated on Saturday, and they're going to be fast and furious topics because, frankly, two of them are kind of serious but amusingly funny at the same time. So I really can't wait to get into them, too. And then, we'll, like I said, we'll rehash them again on Saturday because I'm sure by then these two people will have made yet more stupid. Well, I'll have more information. Yeah, yeah well, well, you know. It's it's just so be sure to tune in for Flipside Light. And remember, join us on Saturday night also. Uh, coming on Fridays, you know, Jeffrey Pritchett's always there. Um, got two new shows coming on Network. They're already a done deal. Just don't know where they're going yet. I got to talk to some hosts. 
because I might be moving some people around, so y'all be um, informed about that. Uh, one of the shows is really good. Um, maybe one coming after us on another on another thing. Maybe one coming after this show. But anyway, that's all for the future as well. Just kind of bringing everybody up to date. Also, too, for my friends in New York, especially for my friends in New York, Hudson Valley. I got two really good reports yesterday of what appears to be an elongated disc hovering along about 500 feet above the Hudson River uh, moving north. So if anybody else has seen that, please write to me because it's the two people who wrote to me originally were abductees uh, that had seen this sighting. And as far as they know, they were first-time abductees, which, of course, I'm always fascinated by. So if you're in the Hudson Valley area, which I'm not sure where that is compared to where Stephanie's at, but that's like up north, right? Is that northern? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So anybody up there, I know we had a gentleman on a while back from the Hudson Valley who wrote a really good book on the UFO sightings up there. So, uh, But, again, if anybody's had any experiences up there, also while I'm on the sighting thing, Miami, Florida, I had – you know, Miami, we don't get much in the way of sightings out of We get them all along the Florida panhandle and even along the Florida coastline. But Miami, for some reason, you know, I'm not sure why we don't get much in the way of anything out of Miami. I don't know what it is. Maybe because of the proximity to Bermuda Triangle. Uh, maybe. I, I have no idea why. We just don't. Also, too, though, I got a report out of Florida Keys three days ago uh, from uh, – I forgot which key it was, but a guy reported seeing – two mysterious silver disc-looking things uh, moving out towards Bermuda at a fairly good clip. Might have been UFOs, might have been planes off in a distance, I'm not sure, but if anybody else has seen them, write to me and let me know. We're always curious to correlate any sightings we can with people who are saying they're having abduction. So um, we, we just like to see if one and one equals two. But I know we're going to get down to business tonight. Jim, how are you? I'm great, and it's always an honor to be on your show. Well, you're always a blast to talk to. I mean, like I, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, we have just tons and tons and tons of uh, information that we've crossed. Uh, really, really good information, too. I mean, some of the, the conspiracy stuff we've been going over is some of the best I've seen uh, in a while. You know, a lot of people do stuff like talk about Ruby Ridge or Wake or any of the subject matter we've talked about, but they always seem to do it from, how can I say this, from a... Um, from an ego-driven point of view. Like most people, when I talk about 9-11, it's, it's always from an ego-driven point of view. My, my way is the only way. This is how it is, uh, especially if they happen to be from New York. Uh, then it's really, really that way. And, 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 and I don't, you don't really write that way. You really write – I mean, there was a lot of facts that I read that some of them I weren't aware of. I'm a pretty well-informed guy. Uh, so for me to see something in a book that I'm, I haven't seen is, is – I gotta say it's a pleasant surprise. I'm not even gonna lie about it. I'm just gonna be honest. Uh, it's, it's just a pleasant surprise. But, ladies and gentlemen, book is Smoke and Mirrors. You should go out and get it. It's linked off of the UFO on the cover site. Later on this evening, it will be linked off. It's actually on the Facebook pages. It's on all of our pages: MySpace, Google. But it's back about three weeks now. So again, we will republish it tonight. Be sure to go over there. You can get an ebook, paperback, and a hard copy, right? Yeah, so guys, what are you waiting for? I mean, I got the ebook; it's sitting right next to me. Um, I use it as a reference source. Uh, paperback, I believe, is only twelve or thirteen dollars. Come on, man! Y'all spend that at Mickey D's. Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, that that's nothing for for anything. But again, the book is um, Smoke and Mirrors. 
smoking, S-M-O-K-I-N. Yeah, like, you know, the word smoking, y'all know what I'm talking smoking. about. Smoking. <laughs> smoking, like it's on fire, smoking off the ground and mirrors. Uh, it's, it's, I really, so far, I've got to say, um, I've enjoyed it, and I can't say that about many books. Usually I get bored. Uh, I can't be honest. I'm not a big book reader to start off with, and when I do, if the book doesn't grab my attention, say, by... Chapter Jill two. has ADD, people. I do have ADD. I'm not going to lie. And if the book don't get my attention by chapter two. Wait, 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 Jim. How do you? Jill has ADD and I have OCD, and the combination between the two of us is crazy. Yeah, well, that's, great. Technical initials there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, but you know, and I also like um. How did you put it? Uh, it's a 2021st Century Chronicle of Cover-Ups and Conspiracies. That is actually really what it is, except for the when we get into UFO stuff. But, I mean, it really is. It chronicles it very well. I mean, I haven't – I've seen a lot of movies, a lot of documentaries, a lot of books on from all the subject matter we've talked about. Frankly, um, I've never seen anybody put Ruby Ridge as well together. I mean, I really – came away both with Oklahoma and Ruby Ridge with a much better understanding. And I watched all the news, and I still came away with a better understanding after I read the book. So I tell you, people, get out there and get it. I mean, there's only so much information we can pack into a show. Uh, so really, you need to get out, get it, um, and enjoy it. And like I said, $13 for a paperback? Come on, man. Yeah, Y'all go to Starbucks two days, you don't waste it that easy. Uh, stop at Mickey D's, and see you go to Starbucks and get you a, a cappuccino and a and a muffin, that's it. That's $14 right there. And you'll trust me. You'll get more enjoyment out of Jim's book than you will out of that cappuccino. Well, most people will. <laughs> I don't want to say everybody. I don't get no trouble here, but most people will. Um, but anyway, tonight, you know, 9-11 was one of those events that seemed to it, – it's going to echo in time and history for, for a very long time ago, just like some of the – the other events in you know World War Twos and stuff like that, things like these are going to echo the the gas chambers and and Nazi Germany, um, all of that stuff echoes in time, and I, and I do think this will echo in time for a, a long, long time, especially since no one seems to think the official explanation is the correct explanation. So, Jim, what do you think? It, did the government get it right? How, how about that? Well, that's the first question we'll start off with tonight. And no one, no laughing out loud. Did the government get it right? You're asking me? No, I'm asking Jim. Jim. I'm asking Jim, sorry. I think it was very, the press were very controlled in the way it was presented to us. Uh, there's many glitches in it, and too many. And it, it obviously didn't go down exactly the way they said. And there's a whole lot of involvement there that I am sure was very carefully pre-planned and premeditatedly put into motion to get this one to go. And they they were able to they were able to kill four thousand people. And you know when they the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, they killed about five thousand. Yeah, right about and five. That made, that, that that made everybody run, not walk down to the draft board to go after them. You know, to go yeah. to go after Japan. It really worked. And I think this was designed for purposes. And most of them were right were right back to to. 
<laughs> well, it, it's funny because, you know, when 9-11 happened, George Bush had a 61% approval rating, which, by the way, is higher than Obama's ever had in office. But after 9-11, his approval rating soared to almost 88%. That is unheard of for a president, with the exception of Ronald Reagan and maybe Kennedy. That's unheard of. Even Clinton never got above 76%. So I'm like, that, that's, that's just unheard of for a president of the United States to hit a high that high. And it amazes me because, you know, you finished that. Boy, but that's a perspective, Joe. No, this carried for like four years. It's not a perspective. You can't have something last three, four years and call it a perspective because this was a long-term deal. I mean, he, he convinced – so for six years – this man, or five and a half years, this man's approval rating was above 70%. I mean... And Giuliani soared as well, right? Yeah, yeah, but right at the end, because he was leaving when this all happened. But it helped Giuliani. And, and you know, it's a shame, because who took over? Bloomberg? No, who took over? When Giuliani... Uh, yeah, okay. See, Bloomberg didn't get any of the credit. Giuliani got it all. But, no, absolutely not. But Bloomberg <laughs> Contrary did as well. Work. Yeah, but Bloomberg did most of the work. I mean, 9-11, it was only three months before he was out of office, or four months, whatever it was. And Juliana He's really was a beloved governor. He really, honestly, people would love to see him back because he also supported the police department in New York, which, you know, we have de Blasio now, and he does nothing. And, you know, so people look to Giuliani saying, hey, he supported the New York police department, which is important, you know. Well, it's not. And, oh, who wrote that to me? No, Kim, it's uh, smoke and mirror. Nothing, nothing is as it appears at all. Sorry. I couldn't. For some reason, I was having a hard time spitting that out. But that's the whole entire of the book. I just call it smoke and mirrors because it's easier. But it's, it's, if you just type in Jim Allen, smoke and mirrors, or Jim Allen, Jim Allen, nothing appears. Nothing is as it appears. Either way, it'll come up. You can find it. But the easiest way, UFO in the cover, it's linked right off the page. So you don't even have to go look and make it easier. So, Jim, I mean, why do you think – first off, what government would want to do this? Or, okay, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let me, let, me, let me slow myself down here. Okay, let's go back a little ways. Bush is in the White House nine months. Technically, not even that long because the first three months he was BSing around with other stuff in China. So he's, he's about full-fledged president about six months at this time when this happened. So there's no way his regime could have pulled this off. So my question to you is why would Clinton's regime wanted to have done this? Because, I mean, it obviously made Bush famous. So I'm kind of curious to what you think about that. But go ahead, man. Well, not in my eyes. <laughs> well, go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead. You call me wrong all night. I don't mind. You're gonna hurt my feelings. Go ahead. He uh, he's a good actor. He's well, he's a good actor. And after this happened, you know, he got on television and he got everybody pretty pretty much riled up and waving a flag, you know. And it's like, wow, they came here and attacked us, and we got to go get them, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what a joke, because because no country attacked us. I didn't see any ships or planes or anything that came from Afghanistan as a country. These are just religious fanatics that live in caves and move around wherever they can stay. Yeah, and, and we invaded two countries over this. And, uh, yeah, and, and we invade Afghanistan, you know, to to get back at them, and that's... 
not the way it should be. That that's the first blinking neon sign. Yeah. And then there's many, many others. Yeah. Well, you know, a gentleman was arguing with me one day that um, there was no real um, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. So I made him quantify what a weapon of mass destruction is. A weapon of mass destruction is is a, is a weapon that kills hundreds, thousands, or millions of people, right? Isn't that isn't that true? Well, Saddam Hussein yeah. had killed three million five hundred thousand people since he had been the leader of Iraq. So I think he does qualify as a weapon of mass destruction. So on that account, I can't agree with him because this guy was using sarin gas and mustard gas on the Iranians. Uh, he killed, I think it was 25,000 Iranians in one afternoon with sarin gas. So I would qualify, there might not have been nuclear weapons, but weapons of mass destruction, yet I do think he does qualify for that. Whether or not he was linked to 9-11, got to be honest, I don't think he was. Not directly, anyway. I know he'd like to take credit for it, but, but go ahead. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't think he can take credit for it anymore. Well, now, now he can. <laughs> now he's up there with his 30 virgins, right? Is that how it goes? Oh, wait, no, wait. You only get the virgins if you die with honor. He was hung, wasn't he? Oh, guess he ain't even getting no virgins. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, that's what they say. They say if they die in battle in honor, they get 30 virgins, you know, when they go on the crossover. But I was thinking he's going to be like Marcy. Mar you know, they're getting ready to hang the ex-leader of Egypt pretty soon. And uh, he ain't going to get his virgins either. You see, look, you crazy Muslims, you better pay attention. You're not getting your virgins. And you, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, it's the whole stupidity. I mean, really. But it's a true fact, though. It's a fact. Well, they believe it, but yeah, all right. It's, it's a driving fact for what they do. They think they're going to be well mm -hmm. rewarded. The point I'm making right now is, is no, you're not going to be well rewarded. Because if you don't die with honor, you can't be well rewarded. And since most of the people in these wars don't die with honor, uh, usually with very little honor, um, they're not actually doing it. So I think maybe that's something the U.S. should take a little more hard stance on. Showing, look, you know, he, he didn't, your leaders are not dying with honor. Uh, come on, Bin Laden was hiding, cowering in the room when they shot him to death. That's not dying with honor. He's not allegedly. Allegedly, mm -hmm. I, I have to agree with the allegedly because I don't think it was him. But um, mm -hmm. I, I still, to this day, don't think it was Bin Laden that they killed. Let me, matter of fact, let me get your opinion on this, Jim. So we listen to maybe the president. A, Go ahead. Maybe he's on a beach somewhere. Uh, sipping mint juleps. Well, his his <laughs> wife says his wife, his number one and number two wife, said that they live on the French Riviera. Oh, three hundred. <laughs> well, but he okay. said she said that they live on the French Riviera. He since then he's going back. Everybody forgets he was educated in the United States. This guy's a Princeton or a Harvard graduate. This is not some idiot um, that they want to make paint him out to be. He was went to Ivy League colleges and was trained by the CIA. He single-handedly defeated the Russians in Afghanistan, so he's not this stupid idiot that Obama wants everybody to think he is. That's not who this guy really is. The U.S. government said for a fact he had at least 40 replicas of him running around the country with his wives and, and everybody else and his kids, so no one actually knew. Now, I found it interesting that they said they did a DNA test, which I don't know where they got his DNA from, but somehow they got his DNA, and they tested his DNA, and then they threw his body in the ocean. In the ocean. <laughs> Dude, Jim, it just sounds like some oh, hogwash, man. <laughs> but what, do you, what do you think? I mean, do you think that's what happened? 
I mean, is that what really went down? Well, see, that's, you know, if you're planning an assassination, the best thing you can do is identify the assassin right away quick and then assassinate him. And then, then the, the, the chain is, is broken. And, I mean, everybody can say, well, I don't think he did it, but, you know, the government says he did it, so that's who did it. And it's, you, uh, look at Kennedy, and you look at Kennedy, and there it is. You know, it's the same type of scenario. And Lord only knows in this case, because we paid him, we paid Osama bin Laden $200 million to get his mountain fighters together mm-hmm. and, and flick Russia. And he did a good job. Of, we we were supplying weapons hand over fist, money hand over fist. Uh, he he got the right to run and go. And I remembered seeing a picture of him in full you know full Arab garb like he wears. And then they showed a picture of him. He was visiting the U.S. He had no beard. He was clean cut, clean shaven, hair done, wearing a suit. You would not have known it was him. There is no way if you seen this guy in the street that you would think it was Bin Laden. So if he went to, to France and did that, and they say he speaks, what, five languages, so, um, and I don't think the CIA would kill this guy off. I think he was still useful to them. I've got to be honest about it. I think he was still useful to the CIA. Uh, he still has clout in the Middle East and other places, and um, and really, I don't think Obama was smart enough to catch him and kill him. And then there's the other problem, that some of SEAL Team 6 said they didn't think it was him. And everybody said there was no reason to kill him. They could have took him alive. If you watch the video of what went right, down, wait, wait. easily took him alive. I'd like to ask, Jim, what's your opinion on what Joe just said? You mean, uh, could he still Was he alive? useful to have a life? Well, I've got a lot of doubts about that one, too. And, and, you know, how can how can we ever know the truth when it's all controlled by the NSA? No, oh, yeah, and, and And then the controlled releases to the media are what we hear, and we don't know if it's true or not. It's just like they said Kennedy was shot from the school book repository from behind. But that isn't the, what happened because when he was hit, his head went backwards. So the, he obviously was delivered that shot from the front, not the back. And that's yeah. just science. That's simple science. Mm. Yeah, the blood wouldn't have been sp- splattered all over Jackie O the way it was if the shot would have came from the back. It's, um, th- I mean, they obviously lied about that. Obviously, lots of people caught it, but the thing about it is, how do you force them to tell the truth? Well, they're not going to. Now, there may be in the future, when the when we become a much more united planet, that a lot of these truths might come out because it won't be damaging to the country anymore because, you know, it will be a different type of government. But um, right now, these kind of things would still damage our government. If if it was to come out tomorrow that our government assassinated Kennedy, there'd be hell to pay. Uh, I, I don't think, the, you know. I mean, that's, to look at it another way, that's why will they ever admit that they've had UFO physical evidence of UFOs since 1947, you know? i tell you what, they, the UFO thing is a little bit different. What they do, this is a quote from Dick Cheney. Um, um, was it Nick? No, Nick, not Nick Polk. Who was it that asked him? Was Nick Red from, was one of, no, it was um, presidential UFO guy. Uh, it was a good friend of mine. His name ain't coming in my head. Um, oh, man. He's going to kill me. I can't remember his name. 
Any the other time, the guy's name would come right to the tip of my head. But anyway, he has the presidential UFOs like Grant Cameron. He asked Dick Cheney if they had UFOs. Dick Cheney looked at him and said, well, if I answer that, I'd have to kill you. That's an admission. Okay, That's an admission. Yeah. See, he's not the only one that's done that. There's been other politicians who have acknowledged the fact that we are keeping secrets. They're just not going to tell us. Um, so that's a start. And you have had several other um, politicians come out on a UFO platform. You've had presidents like Carter and, and Clinton actually actively looking into it. Um, so even though they didn't, weren't told anything, they were still actively – how do you keep a secret from the president of the United States? That's, that's something in itself. Um, but no. they're not need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how the president don't have need to know, but apparently somebody well, out there said you don't need to know. They well, they, new method. New. They've been using it for a long time. But if you get somebody that has had contact or knows inside information, or especially somebody that's ever signed an oath of secrecy, what, what, they, what they do now is, okay, we, we know that you know, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a federal gag order on you, and if you say a word to one single person, anybody, we're going to lock you up in a federal penitentiary and throw the key away. And that's the method they're using now to control information. And, and, and well, they, they do a lot of that. And i got to tell you, though, for the most part I've noticed with the government when it comes to UFO stuff, as long as it's not something that's damaging them, they will usually leave it. See, in the old days, they were much more going after people who were chasing these secrets. These days, not as much. These days... I really All right, think wait, 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 chill, chill, chill. Let me finish, hold on. I really think for the most part that the government really wants this secret out. They just want it out in a different way. They don't, they don't want it where it's damaging them, but they want the citizens to be aware that there is something other than this. And if you've been paying attention, you know, if you ever read my thing about the desensitization program, if you've been paying attention, that's where we are right now. We are now on Mars, and we are now pretty sure we have found life on Mars. So that's a big step towards finding, admitting to the fact that there's advanced life in the known galaxy. So, uh, but we'll see how it all comes out. We'll probably know within the next hundred years. Uh, there'll probably be an admission you know, in there. You know, here's uh, here's another angle. If you were, uh, let's just say, a Pleiadian, and you lived out there in the Pleiades, and you came and kind of watched over this planet from time to time, and you saw what we are and what we do, uh, I'll bet you you'd be scared to death of us. And that's what I think is the truth. Because if you lived in peace and you lived out there, you were non-aggressive or you had an agenda that, that was non-aggressive, you would look at us as the most warmongering critters that ever lived. You know what I'm saying, Bill? Yeah, like animals, which is is what we are. They um, it's it's it, and that and that's another thing too. What happens? Let's say let's say the aliens show up in New York City. They they land on Staten Island. They they fly down. They meet Stephanie. Okay, so that's one human they met. Depending on, <laughs> depending on what mood she was in, she might make a really good in in, in you know impact on them. Or, oh, I'd always be that. 
Oh, I'm just playing it as fast as possible. <laughs> but regardless, I mean, there would still be other humans they would meet after that down the line. So whatever impression they got off of her, they would go, okay, well, they would expect us from the next one. But, of course, humans are so, you know, goofy. You never know what you're going to get from one from the next Random. one. Yeah. And uh, then they might meet somebody that's all peace, love, and light. Our problem is we either want to kill the aliens or worship them. We just we need to get in between somewhere. You know, it's 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 just funny to me when I'm interviewing people and talking to people. It's either let's kill the aliens or let's worship them. People tell me we should kill them and take their technology. Really, you're going to go kill an, a race that's I don't know on a magnitude a hundred thousand to a hundred million years more advanced than we are. Doesn't sound like a real smart thing to do to me. Um, or worship them, which either one doesn't sound. You know, Stephen Hawkins just came out recently talking about why we shouldn't be sending signals into space. And he's got a damn good argument because he said if you look at, at the world pre-European, before Europe started spreading around the world, the world was one way. Then here come the Euro Europeans. Europeans killed 180 million Indians with smallpox. And then God knows another 100 million just getting them out of, the, out of, the, out of their way. And, and that's in America. That's not even in South America where they probably killed that many. I don't think people realize how many Indians actually were on a planet back in the day. So you have all of these people did, plus they went to Africa. You know, so basically, even if you, they're not here to conquer, they're still going to conquer us. You know, we're either going to give ourselves to them freely for the technology or the knowledge, or we're going to do something else. But there's no real way for our limited intellect to understand the race, say, even a thousand years more advanced than us. Everything's going to be like magic to us. Hmm. You know, it'd be the same thing if me, you, and Jim went back you know, 500 years ago, and we're having this conversation, and everybody was, you know, and we were all on Skype, and somebody was standing next to you going, oh, my God, they're, they're ghosts in a box. You know, they'd be shooting up the, the computer screens, and us along with them. Or if you flicked your big cigarette lighter, oh, my God, he's a witch, he's a witch, he's a witch. You know, I'm just, you know, it's, it's, it's just the way it is. There is no way that I could take my pad and go back even 100 years and explain to somebody what this is. In 1916, I could not make the person of that day understand how this pad works, what it actually is, or, or uh, even how it came to be. There's just yeah, no point of reference. Impossible. Yeah. That's impossible to do that. Yeah. So, you know, it, I, my, my sense work, Joe, is that, is that they're not going to give us the technology I that agree. we need to travel interstellar-wise. They're not going to let us have it because... Yeah, I agree with that. They don't, they, they don't want us out there sticking a flag in their planet and saying, this belongs to us. You know? <laughs> That's what we do, too. Until until we can evolve beyond wars, I don't think we're going to get it. And I don't even think they would mind as much if we stuck one flag on a planet, but our problem is there'd be five other countries following us sticking five more flags. Yeah. It's just not going to Yeah, work. ISIS would ISIS would be out there. Yeah, ISIS would be the next one out there doing terrorists on their planet. <laughs> yeah, trying to establish a caliphate. So, no, I I think that this is going to stay this way for quite a while. Yeah, I, I can't. From what I've seen coming out of Russia lately, I can't see anything changing anytime soon. Uh, I just I just don't really see. Where, where, at this point, I'm not even sure where the, the world's going. A couple, ten years ago, it looked like it was headed in the right direction. All of a sudden, you know, somebody said the other day, it's since Obama's been president, but it started before that. But uh, he's really helped to accelerate. I mean, he's he's probably been the most destabilizing factor on the planet 
in, I don't know, three decades because he just doesn't understand foreign affairs. He, he just doesn't understand anything really when it comes to the country. So, well, we don't place. know Jim's take on Obama, Jim. I'm going to put you out there on the hot seat. On the hot seat, ooh. Where where am I going now? Oh, he was. She was asking you, how do you feel about Obama? Well, I feel the same way about him as I do every president, <laughs> all the way back to Kennedy. And you know, the the bottom line is 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 there's no such thing as Republicans and Democrats. It's it's not our, anymore. Our it's pres- not. Our, our our presidents are selected, not elected. And it's money and power that does it. Oh, yeah. Definitely power. Right, but what about the the Muslim aspect that is going on in our country? We never had that before. I'm sorry. Say, what word was that? Muslim? Muslim. The Muslim. Are you here? And a Muslim, shame on you. I don't think Obama's a Muslim. I think everybody thinks he is, but the agendas that these presidents... Yeah, but I think he is. Well, you know, he is, he ain't, whatever. Actually, he hasn't been to church since he's been in the White House. He hasn't attended church. No, he hasn't attended church. They made a big deal about that just recently. Uh, yeah, he was he was exactly. legally he was a Muslim until he was 22 years old, and then he changed face when he met Michelle Obama because she was a Christian, and her daddy was going not going to let her marry a Muslim. That's what that was about. But so he probably is in reality at least part of the faith. To what extent? I, I don't even really care. I got to be honest. At this point, I just want to see somebody else. I, I don't even care anymore. I just I just want to see somebody else. I, I don't. You know, I know different presidents serve different things, and they serve different groups. But um, I, I'm I'm ready for the liberal agenda to go away, and some other agenda to come in for a while. Because frankly, I haven't seen any any positives under this president. I mean, just haven't seen anything globally or money wise uh, that I would con- I would consider to be a plus. You know, they were he's suing by the way because the Hall of Famers want to put him in as the president with the least experience in history. They said out of every president that's that's been a president, he has the shoddiest resume ever. He said there's not he's not even anybody close to his, his little experience as he as he's had. I said I think they said the closest one had only served four years as a senator. Um, but also this, frankly, I don't know how the guy got to be president. I got to be honest with you, I have not a clue. All how right, to. you know what? This is going to be for tomorrow night, Thursday night, flip side light. However, wait, wait, wait. Let me throw this out there, and I know this, and we can get back to nine eleven with Jim Allen in a moment. But all right, so Donald Trump. We're back. What do you think? He's a sweet, innocent guy. Jim, what do, what you, do you think about him? As a presidential hopeful. Well, as far as I'm concerned, if we get Hillary, we got more of the same because yep. she's one of the establishment, just like he is. And it doesn't really matter. They're gonna with the super PACs and the way they're they're electing presidents now. 
there, I swear, he's a he or she will be elected before they're ever elected, because that's what the plan mm-hmm. is. They'll make it happen. I agree. I, but what about Donald? Would you would you vote for Donald Trump, Joe? Would you? Never, <laughs> never. I'm sorry. I know you're a New Yorker, but I'm no, no, no. But I, no, but I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying it. So, all right. So you said never, Joe. Would you? If he was running against Hillary, I would. Mm. But he will be. No, no, no. I don't. He, like, I, I don't. I don't think Hillary's going to get the nomination at the rate she's going. She's going to have to do something. Uh, well, we're going to have to save. Well, no, what, what just happened? What just happened is two of her friends just got or in the middle of being interrogated by the Benghazi panel, and it's not looking good for Hillary. I, I just, you know, she's got so much baggage to try to win this election. And, and I know a lot of Democrats feel the same way, that if she runs against any Republican, she's going to probably lose. The Democrats have a chance to win in 2016, but not with Hillary. Even if she became president, more they would just lose more of the Senate and the House to the, the GOP, and we just had the same thing we got now. So, and I'm all right, so this is, wait, this is the Joe Montalvo show, and this really is paranormal. And Jim, would you be delighted to come on the program on Saturday night, News on the Flip Side? Okay, so we can resume this kind of conversation. And then, that being said, all right, let's get back to conspiracies. Yes. Well, actually, we were just talking about 9/11, but getting 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 back to the the, the twin towers. You know, being an Airedale. Uh, in case ladies don't even know what an Airedale is, I used to was in the Navy and I worked on jets. I was at AEAT Advanced, which is Avionics Electronics Advanced. One of the first things we learn is how jet fuel affects different things. Um, JP5, you got, you got a couple of different types of jet propulsion fuels, okay? Most of which would not have been hot enough to melt the metal in that building. But there is a JP4 and a JP5. So the real problem is here is the entry points of the planes. The buildings should have never came down the way they did. I mean, the top should have just fell over, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, on the ground. The only way you could really bring down a building like that is, well, there's a couple of ways, but if you were going to say you were bringing it down with an airplane, the only way the plane could have brought it down is if, some by some miracle, all the fuel from the tanks ran down the four main rafters going down the center core of the building right, but and melted. Is that not possible? It is possible. Is it likely? No, but it is possible. It's not outside so the implosion, realm of implosion is what you're implying? That's exactly what would have happened. It would have melted the four main mm-hmm. beams and would have collapsed. Yeah, 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 I got it. Okay. But the other problem is – no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I lived in Las Vegas for 21 years. Mm-hmm. One of the main things that's been going on here while I was here is they're tearing down old hotels to build mm-hmm. a new hotel. Oh, yeah, lots of them. They do what's called controlled demolition. Yep. And they go in and wire the whole place, and then they bring it down. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the the video called Loose Change. Have either one of you seen that? No. No. I don't think so. Well, in that video, they they took the best picture of oh. those towers coming down, 
and at every level, you could see fire coming up from the explosions. And it, they brought it down just like they bring a, a building down, straight down. Yeah. And wow. and it was clear as day in that in that video that I saw. Well, I've seen a lot of videos, but I've got to be honest with you. I've got two friends. One of them, this is what he does for a living. He's, that's what they do. They bring down buildings. He said in order to bring them buildings down, if the place was completely gutted, it would have still took them seven months to a year to set up the explosion on one building. Oh. He said on seven buildings, you're talking a couple of years. And he said if they had to do it on the QT and hidden, you're talking a decade to put them buildings together to bring them down the way they came down. That's the real problem behind the theory of, oh, well, we were, we were putting the buildings together and bringing them down. I watched them do the one in New Orleans, one of the ones they just brought down just recently. It took them four months to wire this building up, and it was much smaller than the Twin Towers, and it was completely open. And it still took four months to correctly wire it. So we're talking about wiring a building that's, what, 100 stories tall with no one seeing it, no one being involved in it, and no one talking about it. It would have took a big crew to do this. So, and, and to bring down seven of them, that, that's almost an impossibility. But there is a different way, which everybody keeps forgetting about. The original attempt to bring down the buildings was to take out the main pillars underneath the buildings. If you were to start, if you were to use, say, like uh, uh, a one-ton tactical new underground where it could spread out because all I didn't you know no one realizes all the buildings are connected underground most people don't realize that but there's all the building pounds go down to the ground and all the buildings are interconnected through underground if you were to blow out all the main pillars the buildings would have came down but even that would have been a different type of explosion see see I, I, I'm with you Jim in the fact that I thought this building had been mined to be brought down like any in, imploded building we've ever seen because that's what it looks like to me. I'm not even going to lie. That's what it looks like to me. But after talking to demolitions experts on how long it would take to wire the building, that kind of changed my opinion on that. Uh, he said there's no way it could have been done in, in the six months of George Bush's presidency. He said it's an impossibility. He said they, they do this for a living all the time. And he said there's no way. Right, he said, but wait, wait, wait. Of a so, they couldn't wait have. a second. Wait a second. So in 1992, there was a terrorist, right, attack yeah, in, uh, underneath, right, underneath the the building and blah blah blah, and that was like a major thing and whatever. And then now we we find ourselves now 2011, and, and like honestly, this was any given September day, gorgeous day, beautiful out. I was running late for work took a, a bus into the city and then sat in the battery tunnel for 45 minutes because they said, oh, the World Trade Center is on fire. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, F, I'm going to be late for work. And then I get out. And then I'm I'm like 10 blocks away. It's a rough thing to have watched. And I mean, no, you, but you were seeing it up close. No, all no, of us were watching up on TV. close. I know. I mean, like, so I'm 10 blocks away. I'm looking up. And then I'm looking at one on fire, and then I watch surreal like a plane coming from the left hand side, and then all of a sudden people like it, you had to hear screams of like, and then that hit it. And so what you're saying, Joe, about the implosion, there, there's something to the, the whole implosion thing because the way that hit that, yeah, it was fiery and and whatever, but. 
how did that they fell down they didn't they didn't get knocked over they they just yeah. and went frankly down. The, everybody forgets this isn't the first time a building's flown into the twin towers uh we, we've had we've had i'll never forget that before. day it, I'll never forget watching that. One plane in each building shouldn't have brought them down. That, that's, that's just a load of crap. Um, however they came down, I, I, we're going to argue. It's going to be like Kennedy. They're just never going to tell us, or they're not even going to tell us why. Some mm-hmm. people say it's because they, they, had, they had taken all that gold they had there, and it was all gone, and they needed to hide it and cover it up and the destruction. Some people say it was because of papers. There's, quite a, there's a group of ufologists say that they had uh, alien fetuses in one of the towers, and that's why they brought it down. No, no one knows what, to me, it would have been easier just to move everything instead of bringing the towers down. This was a significant event that set America backwards, but it also united the country. In a way, it hadn't, what, Jim, been united since maybe well, at the uh, time, World at War the II. Time. Mm-hmm. Well, so it united it for eight years. The last time we had an incident like this, it was Pearl Harbor. That's what I'm saying, World War II. So look, look how that worked, you know. Yeah, we conquered half the world then. That's, that's another thing people don't realize. If the United States would have kept all the territory that it took back in World War II, we would actually own almost half the world. And if we would have done what um, – what's his name? Uh, the crazy general said and went ahead and used nukes on Russia, Russia would be part of the United States now. So would China for that matter. So – uh, there would be none of this argument. So if they would have actually listened to your boy back in the 40s, today would be a whole different society for us. Russia, China, the United States would be all one big nation. Uh, it would be an entirely different world. And with them united and Europe united and South America united, it would only be really Africa as to hold that. So it would just be an entirely different world. Um, but no, we didn't listen, and we let Russia build its military back and spent the next 40 years in the Cold War with their asses. Uh, which I still think is a game, and I think it's a game right now with Putin. That's I have to tell you, wait, wait. The vibe in New York. First of all, I've never seen New Yorkers in like um, unite in the way they did at the time. And Joe, just so you know, your cell phone didn't work, your house phone didn't work, nothing worked. That's everyone there was, was a media in a, blackout. Right, but like everyone was in a state of like, oh my god, like. There was a blackout. Like it, it was like I was in the middle of. They they cut y'all's communication off the island off. As far as all New York. No, not even the island. I was I was in Manhattan at the time. Well, I I, I was up. Well, I mean island. I mean to me the whole that whole area up there is just one giant island. To me, I know they're all independent and separate, but to me they're just one big massive thing. Uh, The city of New York itself was cut off from the world. Uh, They cut y'all off. Yeah. And there was no reason for it because there were cell towers active everywhere. There was no reason for them to cut y'all off. So, Jim, why do you think they blacked them out? I think everything, every time they do something like that, it's a test. And they're, they're running a test to see what the – it's like cause and effect. What's the effect if this is, this is done? And I think everything that the government has done in the past – and all the things we talked about from Ruby Ridge on up is always a test. And it's see how far they can go and what they can get away with. Oh, yeah, obviously with Ruby Ridge and with Waco, they were trying to see what they could get away with. Um, exactly. oh, go ahead. Well, it's like the Oklahoma explosion. That's an awful big explosion for two little um, tanks of manure. 
yeah, well, that didn't happen either. We talked about that the yeah, last no. time. I know. I, I was just re- referencing back to it. They, they've had two documentaries that where they're trying to recreate that, that truck with the uh, ammonium nitrate in it, and uh, they finally couldn't get it done, so they substituted nitromethane in 55-gallon barrels for Damn. the diesel fuel. And and that really didn't even get it done. <laughs> I know. Anyway, well, they, it's a big explosion, so you got to kind of wonder. You just really do. You know, now... Well, there, there were two explosions, Joe. Two distinct different explosions, two seconds apart, two to three seconds apart. And one of them was where they did just what you suggested before. They compromised the main beams that, that held the building up. They... They blew those with primer cord, chopped them up, and then the, the fertilizer bomb, suppose, it goes off, and that, that's why the front of the building came down. And it, so, it was it was a hell of a, an explosion, I'll tell you that. When I seen it, I was like, damn. I, I, you know, with, with the with the towers, and with new, first off, it kind of irritates me we didn't go back and build some real big towers back there. I thought that was cheesy. But, um, you know, those two towers claimed the tallest building in the world for a long time before the other two passed it up. But, um, you know, they should be something more than what was built there. I don't, I don't find that – and New Yorkers, if I'm offending you, I apologize for this. But I don't find the building and monument put back does the towers justice. I mean, these were the world trade centers. You know, I mean, everybody had business going on there. It doesn't matter what country you're from; they were probably represented there. So I just don't feel like the look. Most the of the brokerages, the investment banking, all the trades, every single thing was going on in those buildings, Joe. From Canada Fitzgerald, like there were so many companies, like huge, huge. So like, I, I, I got a question for both of y'all. Now these buildings, you know, back in the day, you know, in 2011 and 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 on and. Uh, we were still running a lot of paper documentation back then, so all of that would have been destroyed, wouldn't it? There'd have been no backup Absolutely. copies. I mean, the backup copies were. Well, everything there. is electronical, and and let's let's now. face it, it. No, but not a couple of years, like what ten years ago? You're saying yeah, it was so much it, different. It was. It well, maybe so maybe there was. It? Yeah, maybe there was paper, you know, documentation that was destroyed. I don't I don't really think as much as you would think, but. Possibly, like yeah. Well, I, I so, so what you, kind all, of thing? All big firms today still have paper copies of everything. All firms do. It's not as well accounting wise. Well, accounting uh, yeah, is no, still no, okay. No, even 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 uh, doctors, everything. The reason why is is because a magnet can wipe out a hard drive. Any electrical wave can wipe out a hard drive, so it doesn't That's matter where true. it's stored. That's you, true. you really need to have a paper backup copy of anything you do. So most everybody now, they do one of three things. They either make a paper backup card drive or they do a backup on an SD drive, which isn't wiped right. by a magnet. Um, but still, it, it's, it's, it, there are ways of destroying that data. I've been telling this to people for a long time because our society is becoming vulnerable, especially in America. Within another hundred years, we will be so digitally saturated that any EMP pulse could set our society back a hundred years. Easy. 
if everything you do, think about it, we take it granted for so much now that's, that's run and controlled by computers that we used to do by hand. One EMP pulse, one across the nation, that's it. We're back in the Stone Age. And if we don't have paper books to go back to see how things are made and done, we're screwed. Uh, we won't even be able to catch up. We'll be back in the Stone Age because we won't even know how to make a car or make anything else because it was all digital, and the digital records are gone now. So um, that's why you always have to keep paper. You've got to keep some kind of hard copy backup. I know the Pentagon requires hard copy backups. Uh, so does the White House, for that matter. So you know that's why when they said, well, where is Lois Lerner's emails? Somewhere Lois Lerner, them emails have been printed out and paper copied. So you got to kind of wonder where that was. Yeah. Just, just, you, know, yeah. Okay. you know, Joe, I've got an opinion about all of this. Oh, throw it out there, baby. And, throw it out there. And, and that is that there's really only one agenda. And this agenda is the agenda of the elitists, the Council of Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergers. Mm. They all are trying to get this one agenda done. And that is establish a new world order. And yeah, I was going to say, I knew he was going to say that. Okay. George, George Bush Sr., when he was president, he, he said seven times on live television and news broadcasts that we will establish a new world order. And mm. this is what this has been about ever since it's been on the dollar bill. And mm. I feel that Every president we get is furthering that agenda along in order to be president. That's that they they have to do that because the people that elect them, that's what they're getting for. Listen, you know what, Jim, Joe, I have to agree with Jim. I, you know what, this new world order, like we've seen this over and over, like everything, like. Um, I'm inclined to believe that, and I'm not a conspiracy person, but there's something really truthful to that. Like, I do believe that even whoever the hell gets elected, they're like, oh, no, this is the agenda, and you're going to get there with it. And I think that no one really has a choice, and this is where they're going. See, I, I used to think that. I really did. But after really? being a student of human nature, I don't think that anymore. One... The Masons are not going to agree with the Bilderbergs. That's fundamentally different organizations. One's a religious Christian-based organization that comes from the Crusades and the Knights right. Templars. Right, so there'll be controversy, but it doesn't No, 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 but they control the money just like the Bilderbergers do. That's the problem. You have five or six major groups around the world that control major amounts of money, but they're not going to agree with each other. Uh, they never will. This group wants power for their selves. This group wants power for their selves. You're ne and this is one of the other problems we got on this planet. You're never going to get the Chinese president to agree with Barack Hussein Obama. You're never going to get a Barack Hussein Obama. Right, to but agree he's not going to be president Putin. forever, Joe. But it doesn't matter. It's the same fundamental principle of any organizations that are out there. If there was one, if if, if the Masons and the Templars and the Bilderbergers and everybody had joined forces, the Skull and Bones and everybody else. Then I would believe that, but there's too many fundamental Christian and Muslim and Jewish religious. Uh, so you think because of religion? Oh hell yeah! Religion, religion. Order. Religion's okay. been a driving factor of the world for two thousand. Well, yeah, I, I understand. I'm and it hasn't saying, changed today. It's still the driving factor in today. Every war, every fight that's going on, on this planet today, right now, is religious based. 
and none of that's changed. And, and I can't see it changing any time in the next, well, four or five hundred years because as a society, as a seven billion, two hundred million society, we just have not got past that yet. Even in America, 75% of people believe in God, 55% practice religion. Worldwide, that's much higher. 90% of people believe in God and like 78% practice religion. So, you know, it changes. It changes the way you look at the world. And if you're a Buddhist or if you're a Muslim or you're a Christian or you're a Jew, you look at the world fundamentally different. You're just not going to agree with, with someone else. It's just a fundamental difference. So, in the so way wait, wait, wait. So what you're saying, let's paraphrase. Yeah. So what you're saying is you don't believe there is some new world order um, going on in any degree at all? I think they try, but the problem is, and, and that's why I think you get different outcomes with different presidents, because I think, like the Skull and Bones, Skull and Bones had control of the presidency for 8, 16, 20 years on the Reagan, Bush, and Baby Bush. And if Jeb okay. gets back in, they're going to have control again. But that's Skull and Bones. The Masons had control for almost 100 years from from Benjamin Franklin's time forward. But they lost control. The Bilderbergs have had control. But it goes back and forth. So what happens is, Bush's, the Skull and Bones agenda got pushed for 20 years. Well, whoever Obama's agenda, whoever he works for, it's a counter-agenda to the agenda that the Skull and Bones was pushing. He's definitely anti-Bush. He's definitely anti-all that. And he's definitely pro-big business and anti-poor people, which is, which is a different stance all right, so let me just overarchingly say this, and let's see if you both agree. <sighs> isn't it agree? sad? Tell me, don't want to agree. That ain't no fun. No, no, no. But isn't it sad that it's not really ever genuine? Like a somebody who's really for you, who really wants to see certain things. Everything has an effing agenda. There, there are so many like I, I, factors. I think, I think there has it's been so trouble. political. I think there have been presidents who wanted to do the right thing. I just don't think they could, but I, I think they wanted to do the right thing. All right, name one. Kennedy, Reagan, both okay. of them wanted – even Clinton. Let's say Reagan, but yeah, I agree. Even but Clinton, I'm just saying, I'm just Clinton saying. Clinton wanted it's like, to do some of it, but you know, you want – you got two choices when you become president. Do the right thing or keep the power. Which one do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, which one is it? You, are you going to give up the power? Hey, wait, 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 wait. We got Jim, 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 Jim. What's your opinion on what was being Yeah, get out there. Speak <laughs> Joe, no, Joe let, and I let, also let, used let, to do a radio. <laughs> let, let Jim, Jim, go ahead and, and go ahead and give a, you know, give us your opinion on all this stuff. And when Jim's done, we're going to take a quick five-minute break. So go ahead, Jim. I, I didn't really get what you were trying to ask me. Uh, well, we, going there and the words got mixed up. Ah, well, uh, we were basically just talking about how how the different supposedly power groups, how would they mix with each other? Like the Skull and Bones mixing with the Bilderbergs, or the Bilderbergs mixing with the Masonry, or the Masons mixing with the Templars, or the Templars mixing with uh, with the group out of of Amer out of South America. And then there's a whole couple of new groups on the rise that have lots of money, like the Chinese Triad. I mean, they're loaded. You know, the Russian mafia, the U.S. mafia. There's a lot of power players here that I just don't feel are going to play along with the New World Order. I don't think they're going to be able to force them because they got the money and the power themselves. So it, it makes it hard. It, 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 I think there's several New World Order groups out there. I just don't think any of them have got the, the grasp on the planet yet, is what I guess is what I'm saying. No one's been able to really wrangle it down. But go ahead, Jim. When you uh, 
when you have so much money that you can buy and sell countries, start and stop wars and change economies, it's not about money anymore. It's, it's about, about power. power. And once you get in in that position, then uh, you're in a manipulation to achieve control, absolute yep. control. Now, the New World Order, that's what it's about. It's about getting absolute control of every living thing on this planet and everything else. And the bottom line is they, they, uh, they want a one-world government run by them. For the whole world. I would like a one-world government, not run by them, mind you, but I would like a one-world government. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Jim. A one-world religion. Yeah, and and they do. And and I think that these few people at the very top that are at this stage in life, I guess you would say, I think that they really believe they can do this. They can get this on. And I think that's what they feed off of, is that energy to do this. And I agree. I do think they, they, they do try to try to push their will on everyone else because of the money and the power. Um, and that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, there are some presidents that wanted to do the right thing. But, but like I told Stephanie, the real problem is, do you want to do the right thing or do you want to keep the power? Well, if you want to keep the power, right. you're probably not going to be able to do the right thing, <laughs> you know, because – and, and and you know what is it? Uh, what what is what's the saying? Uh, absolute money, ble- absolute power breeds absolute corruption. No, no, no. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. All right. That being said, Joe, you need to take a break. Yeah, we will just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, a lot of stuff going on. Don't forget all the things we talked about at the beginning of the show. Please write to me at ICAR at Cox.net. Be sure you catch all of that. We check out our show lineup on the schedule on uh, any of the websites that are connected to the schedule. So pop over to UPRN. News on the flip side, UF on the cover, United Public Radio, UFO Paranormal Radio. Uh, <laughs> pop over to any of the sites. You can get to us. We're easy. We are probably by far the easiest radio network to find. Also... We have just added a new pod site. Hold on, let me get the name up for you right quick. Uh, it's another new podcast site. So this one is an RSS feed for right now, but I will change it uh, in the near feed to a direct download so you can download to it. It is simply called podcast.com. So check it out. We're over there now, and uh, you'll start seeing more and more of our stuff over there as we move along. Um yeah, you can call in. Wait about 20 minutes uh, after we get started. We're going to run a little late tonight, Callie, because so, um, we started a little late. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remember, remember, come back, check out Jim Allen's new book. Uh, you can check it out from the UFO on the cover site. Be sure to go over there, click it on, check it out. Nothing is as it appears. It's all smoking mirrors by Jim Allen. Be sure you check it out, guys. We'll be right back, so please stay tuned. And...
If you are listening to the show and wish to join us in the chat room, visit paltalk.com. Go to the social issues, select other, and enter the UFO Paranormal Radio Network. Hello, this is Angela Thomas with a message about living life to the fullest. As a psychic clairvoyant, I often give insights to one's career path, financial situation, or relationship. Whether one is happy or not in their current situation, where he or she is right now is an important part of learning valuable lessons that can lead to fulfilling one's life purpose. If I can offer you insights, feel free to contact me at 636-278-2272, again 636-278-2272, or visit my website, angelathomas.org. I'm considered a psychic psychic, so I provide accurate and detailed psychic readings for individuals as well as groups. Remember, no matter what influences your life at the moment, live life to the fullest. Stay in gratitude, count your blessings, and prepare yourself for more opportunities around the corner. I'm Psychic Angela Thomas, and my website is angelathomas.org. Tune in to the Mind Cemetery with your hosts, Chip and Nicole, every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Exclusively on the UFO Paranormal Radio Network. We delve into UFOs, abductions, ghosts, aliens, conspiracies, and cryptozoology. And how could you ever forget about those creepy topics you won't hear on your local news? This is where I would insert my obligatory skeptical statement. The Mind Cemetery, where the paranoia about the paranormal comes to rest. Follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on Facebook. Also, check us out on our website, MindCemetery.com, for show updates and the critically acclaimed Mind Cemetery blog. It's not critically acclaimed, but you should check it out anyway, MindCemetery.com. You're listening to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Whoa, did you hear? Listen to The Church of Mavis Radio Show, hosted by Jeffrey Pritchett, 11 p.m. Eastern, Saturday nights. Follow your weird and journey into the high strange. Be sure to stop by www.churchofmavisradio.com for upcoming shows, paranormal news, and show archives. That's www.churchofmavisradio.com. Hi, I'm Stephanie Benetti, and along with Joe Montaldo, we host News on the Flip Side. Come join us every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Central for our three-hour program. We have opinions on everything, and we're not afraid to share them. False history gets made all day, every day. The truth of the new is never on the news. But you can find it here with News on the Flip Side. Remember, don't be politically correct. Just be correct. Join us.
Tune in to UFO Undercover, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Well, you drove out there into the middle of nowhere and had some sort of loud verbal display challenging E.T. in general out oh, in the yeah, middle of nowhere? that's what I was doing. I actually had a uh, pistol in my hand at the time. Um, I was really kicked off. When I was having this fit, I, had, I was waving the gun in the air, okay, and I had this fit. And at this moment, I said, okay. Welcome to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo. Good evening and welcome back to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo. Joining me as backup tonight is Stephanie Vanetti. And our guest tonight is Jim Allen. Nothing appears as it appears. Smoking mirrors. Wait a second. Let's get some so you're ass. listening to wait, wait, wait. UPRN one oh seven point seven FM, New Orleans. Also, United Public Radio, which you don't even do that on your program. So you here I am. structure. It doesn't matter. I'm putting structure. So no, welcome back, everyone. I don't know who I am. I have loyalists. The Joe Montaldo Show. Oh, <laughs> Lord. So whoever <laughs> sent me that stupid comment, aliens don't abduct Muslims, okay, you just keep believing that. That's <laughs> it. You just keep feeling all snug as a rug and you bug, Mr. Muslim, because he does not discriminate on color, sex, or religion. So Yeah, I agree with that. If you feel all protected, hey, go. You know, I tell people this every time. Whatever makes you feel as snug as a bug in a rug is what you should believe. 
whether it's in Christian God or some other God or some other demon. Right, but that's agreeing with ignorance is bliss. I mean... Well, ignorance is bliss in a lot of occasions. A lot of things you don't want to know. Do Really, ladies and gentlemen, do you want to know how Slaughterhouse works? There's so many things that goes into just... Well, I, yeah, I got you. I got that, you. That, that <laughs> I got you. It's very bliss. So, you know, yeah. I, I say that because it is. There's things mm. I just don't want to know about. There's things I'd like to know about when it comes to our government. That's why Jim and I are talking tonight. But there are some things, like, I don't want to know about our government. You know, somebody wrote in while we were talking, a New Yorker, by the way. He said he liked the idea of a low-yield tactical nuke. He said, I never thought about it, but uh, maybe that explains a lot of the cancer and stuff that's come out uh, from the buildings. Because it would have took out all seven buildings, and it would have took them out in, in, in pretty much the fashion it did because the explosion would have took a little while to bring everything down. Um, and it would account for a lot of the contamination and radiation. I still don't think that's what happened, but something happened. And for the record, I don't think it was two airplanes that brought them down. I don't know what brought them down, but I'm going to say awful lot of uh, New York firemen that said cordite was in the air there after after that building came down so strong that they said it, it you couldn't believe it. And that was a dozen of them. I, I did see uh, several chemical reports that did show it in some of the debris and dust on the site. Uh, that, that there was. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I got a couple firemen that I know that were involved in this in the trade center that would be able to come on this program and have conversations about this conversation, and it's in conjunction to what you're saying. Yeah. Well, the, the magazine was was found in small traces uh, on all and all the in, in all the debris, for that matter. Uh, which does suggest that there was some present, but then we don't know to what degree or where it was. And, and I've heard different arguments from different companies about, oh, it wasn't enough to bring down the buildings. It was enough. It wasn't. It was in between. Maybe enough for one. There's a big argument on what it was, why. And then one company came in and said, oh, well, no, that was in building two. We had X amount stored there. So then I'm kind of like, well, now the government's got its patsy. You know, here's its patsy. That's what we're going to call it. Patsy number one over here. It's just, if the, you know, most people don't realize this, but those buildings were designed to take aircraft impact. The, the guys who actually designed the buildings actually. I don't know, Joe. I mean, wait, 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 wait. Let's let wait, wait. Full fuel, uh, a commercial aircraft. Smashing into like um, a a building, like really? I mean, do they know what's going to happen? Like, yeah, they, does they it crash? Planes. Yeah, they crash planes into buildings before. They crash planes into all kind of stuff, actually. Right. So it doesn't tumble down, or there's no trickle down. Like, I don't know. Like, a, there, there's a couple of problems. One, where did the fuel go? Both jets were heavy. They, they were recently fueled. They were heavy. They hadn't been on long flights. They were, they were flying fuel heavy. They had only been in the air a few minutes, which means their tanks were ever, you know, somebody said, oh, the tanks were full. Well, no, airlines never fueled the tank. In case you ought to notice, ladies and gentlemen, airlines never fueled the tanks full unless it's a duration flight where they need it. They always fill them to the point plus one hour or two hours of uh, flight time in case they had to stack up somewhere. Uh, but that's all they do. They don't, they don't fill the tanks all the way up because it, it just adds more weight to the plane, takes more power to get it off the ground, which just uses more. So they don't actually do that in case you don't know that. But there's a fundamental 
problem with where did the fuel go? It did the buildings. We're talking about JP4 here, so if it had gone down the buildings, it would have been sheets of flame. But Joe, I watched it crash into a building like a bomb. I mean, yeah. And you watched it stay in the building. No, but like when it crashed, it hit it, and then there was like a fiery, like it's a, it's a bomb. Like, Yeah, but where's the fuel stored? In the wings. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't crash into the building. It, no, no. the wings would have been sheared off at impact. But you know what? There's like a video footage. You could see it. it like, I know. I watched The way it. it hit it, the way it hit it, it just crashed. It imploded, and then... The problem is, is where did the fuel go from those wings? You don't see it on the outside of the of the building, and you don't see and so it what are you implying into, when you say that? Listen, and you don't see it go up into a big ball of flame in the buildings itself. In other words, let's say the thing was carrying... 1,500 gallons of jet propulsion fuel. Burns at around 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. It hits the building. The tanks rupture. The flame, it catches on flame. Because it's still in the tanks, it creates a gas combustion. Boom! You've got an explosion. Okay. You should have seen a massive explosion with a huge fireball engulfing the top half of the building. But you didn't. And you also didn't see fuel pouring down the sides of the building. Why? Where did that fuel go? All right, so let's ask well, it's your guest. Jim, what, what is your opinion on this? Well, I think, I think Joe's got a good point, but let's, let's, I'll tell you what let's do. Let's look at a, another form of this in a, in, a, in a different way. Let's go to the Pentagon, and that aircraft was 155 feet long, supposedly. Mm-hmm. It had a wingspan of 137 feet or something like that. Where, what happened to that plane? There was nothing visible whatsoever. No tail left. Where'd the tail go? You know, and the bottom line is uh, also in loose change, uh, there was a photographer that got a picture right, right after the impact, supposedly, and you can see an engine in there, a, a jet engine, that they blew up, and it's a drone engine. All so, right, so my question to you, Jim, is what are you implying by this? Well, what I'm trying to say is I don't think a jet airliner ever hit the Pentagon, period. So, I think it was a light, a light plane, a small plane, and it probably you know, had, a, had a warhead in it. Or whatever, and I think that that's what what did the Pentagon. And when they identified that motor and what it was, it was a drone engine. I know. Uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta say this. I agree with Jim that you know during the time period, right? So I'm in New York, and then this stuff happens. I actually watched the plane hit, and then I said, "Oh Lord!" And then I said, "Oh my God!" This Pentagon thing. The Pentagon thing was nothing in terms of what happened to New York. And then it was like, oh, yeah, there was some fuselage and whatever. Like, and it was, it was like a non-event, and they had what – but it, it seemed orchestrated. And I agree with you in the sense that, wait a second, if that was real, there would be real stuff, you know, like – and it, uh, there was a lot of real stuff recovered from the site. 
I know. I know. Not uh, as much as not. I know. I know. Eleven firemen who work the site. They body bag the Pentagon. Yeah, the Pentagon. The po- Pentagon. We sent we sent a lot of firemen up to New York as well. By the way. Um, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. We sent not just that. We sent a lot of policemen too, um, because you know New Orleans got one of the most advanced police force and fire departments in the country. So they sent a lot of people. Um, the thing about it is, is everyone I talked to, and I interviewed six of them, said they were picking up pieces of bodies all over the place. Uh, well, so if they faked it, they were throwing body parts around, and lots of them. Uh, so they they had those. Uh, I've seen pictures of the wings and the tail. So they've got pictures of both the wings there and the tail there. So it really depends on whose story you want to take at the Pentagon. Right. right I got to right. be honest. I'm with you on this, Jim. I think there was something fishy went on the Pentagon, and I'll tell you I, why. I never saw. I never saw any of those pictures of. Yeah, yeah I, me, it, me neither. Well, actually, me neither. There, there's actually a video up of the plane going by the um, the parking lot. There's actually a physical video of the plane at about 50 feet going by the parking lot. Yeah, none of the true newsayers want to talk about it, but it's been up on the Internet for a long time. Uh, you can actually see the plane as it goes by the damn parking lot. It's knocking over uh, flag pole, I mean, um, light poles as it goes by. But that doesn't mean that that wasn't faked a stage from somewhere. Let, let's just be honest about it. I'm going to tell you what I think went on here, because I'm kind of with you on this, Jim. I don't know what size craft it was that they crashed. I do believe they crashed something into it, but I, they did it for a reason, because the other plane was headed for the White House, and they knew it. So their idea was they needed an excuse to shoot this plane down. By crashing one in the Pentagon, it shows DC's under attack. It gives them the excuse to shoot that flight down over Pennsylvania. There's no doubt that our government shot down that flight over Pennsylvania. We know for a fact there was two F-16s that had been launched to escort it. It does not take F-16 15 minutes to catch up with a plane when it's, when it's launched in an area nearby. They fly at Mach 3, Mach 2.8. So it doesn't take very long for it to catch up with its flight. Everybody, what most people don't realize is that flight broke in half which means something hit it in two different locations. They said, oh, the people got in and crashed it. That was a line of crap that they just wanted you to feel bad for the citizens that were on board the plane. But they crashed that plane, and there's two phone calls that were going on when this happened, and then there was nothing. So they they deliberately shot that plane down to, to make sure it didn't blow up anything else. But I think they did the Pentagon one so that they could use it to shoot down the other in case it ever got out. And there has been some leaked information about them shooting down the other plane. Well, i got to be honest. I don't think the country would have been that outraged for shooting that plane down. They will be now if they found out they were lied to. But I don't think at the time, you know, I think they would have thought it was a necessary evil, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, the tail to the one in Pennsylvania was found like six miles from the wreckage. Now, there's only one way that could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they, they had to cut that plane in half in the air. Oh, they did. They From 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 the wreckage I've seen and what I know about aircraft, that plane was probably hit under the left wing where it separated in two pieces and came down in two different locations. Uh, actually, really, three different locations if you count the tail. Uh, there's no way a dive on that plane would have caused that kind of – it wouldn't have broke up like that. Uh, if that plane was that fragile, that in a roll, they would have broke. It would have never been able to fly. So, obviously, we shot that plane down. Um, well, I'm I'm 100% with you on that one, and that's what I wrote in my book about it. 
Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I got to be honest. Right, speaking of, let him speak about his book, Joe. Wait, before we go there, though, I, I got to say this: I would not have wanted to be the man that gave that order to kill those people. Uh, I mean, I understand he's protecting whoever, whoever he thinks he's protecting, but I bet you Darth Cheney gave those orders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be he'd be the likely. For that one, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, Bush couldn't even tell if he was reading upside down or not, so we're going to have to blame it on Darth Cheney. But um, uh, you know, that 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 was just a bad situation all the way around. But what were you saying, Steph? What cut you off? I said uh, Jim Allen wrote on this subject in his book, and let's hear your opinion. Well, my opinion is just what I just told you. Yeah, and that's that. I'm I'm. 99% sure that the last plane, the Pennsylvania plane, was shot down. Yeah. I'm with Joe on that. If I know they, they scrambled jets and shot that one down. And you know what's funny about it, Jim? Most other research I hear pretty much agrees with that, too. The arguments come in more with the Pentagon and the, the, not, and the Twin Towers. But you know what? Even on those, people do agree that it was at least partially staged, if nothing else. So... The country knows that we were we were BSed, but really, what are we going to do about it? Oh no, ladies and gentlemen, is nothing is as it appears. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's by Jim. Mm, interesting. Check good analogy. <laughs> good, good, Jim. You know what? Look, you know it's really hard. It's a jagged pill for someone from New York, from where the twin towers were. Like. It, it's hard for me my whole life. I've seen this from my house. Like, I have the view. And for that to be gone and that to be crushed in the way, it, it's very hard for someone like me to digest. But I do believe that, you know, there's evil out there, basically. I mean, isn't there? Like, well, I, you know, the, the towers was a, was a bad, bad thing. You know, it, no, it, but like Joe, I lived in my whole life. I've watched that. Like all of a sudden, it was crushed, and not even that. What you guys gotta, don't gotta, even gotta, get. Gotta, no, but I smelt it from my house for ninety days of burning. Who the f knows what it was? It could have been flesh. It could have been metal. It was like it, it was, was like a, a horrid. All of that it was probably oh, it's it's horrible. Asbestos. Horrible. Probably, probably half of New York's dying of cancer. Don't even know it. Um, I got a question no, for you, though. Well, let me let me ask this to Steph right quick, Jim. But I got a question for you. So, do you think our response was appropriate to what happened? Response in what context? Like, like what? Are you our saying? response, our response to nine eleven as a nation. Do you think that it was? But but can you specific? Like what response? The like, response. Which there was one? only one response. We invaded two countries and killed three hundred thousand people. Was that a justified response for 9-11? Nothing, killing is never justified, right? But There's I no believe, way to justify what we did in Afghanistan. Right, right. Uh, but I don't believe that we ever really hold the real people responsible. I, agree I don't think. That. No, I mean, you do? Yeah, I agree with that. That's what I said. Yeah, like, so, like, we just, like, oh, let's just, oh, we have to do something, so let's just do this. But that doesn't mean we really targeted who did this, got to the bottom. Like, there's no answer to that because we're not really 
holding yeah, any one person. We, we, we killed everybody who blew it up. Remember, didn't we, Jim? Every, everybody the president said did it, we killed. Twice. Yeah, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to agree with that allegedly stuff. Go ahead, terrorism, terrorism, like I said before, Afghanistan didn't attack us. And we, we need to use SEAL Team 6 and the rest of the special ops people to surgically remove these idiots. There's only a handful of them. And we've got intelligence that that we probably know how many hairs are on their heads. They know exactly who they are. Speaking of that, Jim, did you see that thing where that stupid ISIS guy took a selfie in front of their headquarters? I love that. They (laughs) blew up the headquarters. That's great. (laughs) He took a selfie in front of the headquarters and the Air Force sent in planes and blew it up. (laughs) I was like... Boy, the ISIS leader must have been pissed. What are I'm you doing? Jim's, Jim's going to join us on News on the Flip Side on actually, Saturday night. Actually, will be great. Jim, you have to come back next week and talk to me about UFOs, man. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying because we somehow we don't even look like we're getting even nowhere near that subject tonight. But and I kind of knew well, 9/11 was going to take well, over. But go ahead. This 9/11, this Joe, this 9/11 thing is probably the most serious thing that's happened to us since Pearl Harbor. I agree. And I agree. It's, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that just stinks rock about this. And I agree with that too. Break it down. And if if one thing is wrong, just one in that whole conglomeration of stuff that doesn't add up, then you know it's a conspiracy. Oh yeah. Then you know it is. It has yeah, just just some of the topic matter that we touched on tonight proves pretty much that there was some kind of cover up slash conspiracy going on here. My my biggest problem is is you know I love this because the liberals of course and the conspiracy people drain, blame George Bush, and I got on the radio when I actually I was on TV one night and I said uh, so wait let me get this right I said I'm confused media and the lady's like well what do you mean I said y'all tell me every day what kind of moron dummy ass. George Bush is, but you're giving him credit for blowing up to seven buildings? I said, that took brilliance and genius to pull that off. I said, so make up your mind. Is the man brilliant and genius, or is he a dumbass? Now, you got it. But from what I understand, there just wasn't enough time in his presidency for him to pull this off. This would have had to have started under Clinton, which lends credence to the president's being um, – you ever heard, Jim, about the book that the presidents pass on to each other? They said yeah. it started with uh, – I forgot what president, but it's almost 200 and something years old now, and they passed this book on continuously from president to president to president. Uh, this yeah. was probably in that, I would have to say. That, that book, yeah, that book is kept in the Library of Congress. They, um, yeah, under probably close top-secret guard. You don't want us knowing what's in it. That's for damn sure. Um, I would, I would love to see what was in it. <laughs> I would just love it. How would you like to be a fly on the wall in that place? Oh, I know. Huh? <laughs> could you, could you imagine? Just the stuff on Castro is probably funny as hell. How many times did we try to kill him? Four or five. And the poor baby, yeah. still alive too. Look. I'll, I'll tell you what, Dick Cheney scares me more than any human. That's man. why I call him Darth Cheney. He is Darth Cheney. We have Darth Cheney and Sith Obama. You know, he's a Sith Lord. Cheney's Darth Cheney, so Obama's a Sith Lord. So we got two evil bastards there. 
And uh, Bush, I, Bush really, I liked Bush. I think Bush really wanted to try to help the country. He was just a puppet and really didn't know how to stand up to the powers to be. Reagan, on the other hand, he stood up to the powers to be. He's like, look, I'm president. You don't like it. You can kiss my ass. I got the country back in me. If you want to take this public, we will. But they said that's why they gave him Alzheimer's um, towards the end of his presidency because he, he didn't want to conform. Um, but you know what? I, I don't think it's possible for pre – I think presidents, if they really want to, can do some things. But I, I think for the most part they have to conform. If they want to keep the power, I think they have to conform, at least some. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, to say the least, right? Yeah. I think, they've got, I think they've got a little three-minute film that they took uh, in 1963, okay? And I think that they took it. It was done by professionals when Kennedy was black. Mm -hmm. And I think if a president nowadays gets out of hand, I think they just take him into the uh, video room and they say, here, we want to show you something. Yeah, take a look at this. We we did this, and you wouldn't want that to happen to you, would you? That's why I say absolute power corrupts absolutely. They just you know, mm -hmm. exactly. Things. I, I mean, I'm sure there's some people on on the planet maybe that could handle a, a lot of power without being corrupt. I, I haven't personally seen any yet, but unless you want to count Bill Gates, um, Bill Gates is one of the quietest people on the planet. He's either first or second wealthiest right now. I think the Mexican guy took back over recently, but um, there's no telling what he's into. You can't even find information about his kids. You know, he is the richest man on the planet, and his wife is actually listed as the number two most powerful woman on Earth. Not in the United States, but on Earth. Right, but they're smart enough to keep it private. But how do they do that? I mean, we got Hollywood stuff. So we got other people with that kind of, well, not that kind of money, but with a lot of money that can't manage to keep it quiet. I mean, they. Well, but but but, but wait, a lot of them don't want to, Joe. No, I mean, a lot don't, but a lot do. And um, and I've never seen the media if they really wanted to get something where they just gave up. There is like the media, and I've actually had paparazzi say this. There is a no-touch on Bill Gates thing. It's known amongst the media. You do not go after Bill Gates. Now, why would that be? Is he that powerful? I mean, he's got the money. He's worth $80 billion, but is he really that powerful that even the media is scared to go after him? Evidently, he is. That's just scary in itself. Not really. Yeah, if I had $80 billion, I think I could come up with a reason for people to leave me alone. No amount of money should allow you to escape justice or escape the law. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter. Right, but, but but you're implying that he's doing something bad, but maybe he's doing nothing. So may not be doing nothing, but since nobody wants to look at him, we'll never know, will we? Mm. Look, look at look at it from a different point of view. Biden. The number one guy or the number two guy, the Mexican guy, he's he's a media guy. That's where all his money comes from now. But originally, he was a drug lord. That's how he made his original money. And then he took that money and invested. This guy didn't even graduate ninth grade, and he's the second, well, first richest man in the world right now. Bill didn't even graduate college. So the top two richest men in the world, one didn't even get out of high school, and the other one barely even got through first year of college or second year of college. Um, and they're both unbelievable. They're, they're, between the two of them, they're worth $170 billion. And no one seems to have an interest in these guys. I just find it hard to believe. I would think you'd always be wanting to know what's going on with All right, this is research for one of our programs. 
right, so Jim, what do you think? Well, I don't know. Everything I've seen about Bill Gates and his wife is he does a lot of good things. He does. He does a lot of good things. He's, 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 hear about it. That's about I'd like to say I'd like to say nice things about people that deserve it. I think they said the Gates Foundation spends five billion a year annually. Uh, it's the largest foundation of its kind in the world. Yeah, he does a lot of uh, a lot of good things for children and all kinds of stuff. And I don't know. He seems real to me. I just think he was in the right time at the right place with the right thing. And oh yeah, he he stole windows from his two partners and made billions. Oh stop! You know it. That's actually true. That's not a lie. That's actually true. There was three of them working on this project, and he wasn't happy with the way it was going. Paul Allen is one of them, and he took the project and left with it. He took all the data and all the research and just left with it and started working in his windows. Later on, he brought Paul Davis in to help out, but not as a partner, just as a, a um, whatever, a business, one of the execs. Consultant. Yeah, and it wasn't until later when the government, because remember, Bill would actually be worth about 160 or 150 billion right now. Remember, the government made him break his company up and give half to Paul Allen. So you know, you got to even wonder how to come, come, how to, he didn't have a monopoly because Microsoft. I mean, um, Apple has operating systems. Other companies had operating systems. They just didn't like one man having that much money. That could buy governments. That could buy countries. Yeah, that's that's that's. That's the kind of money that can really – there ain't no president safe from somebody with that kind of money. Say, hey, dude, look, I'll give you all a billion dollars. Please take this guy out. <laughs> Everybody in their mom are going to be trying to take him out. Just put it on the Internet. Whoever gets him gets a billion. <laughs> Let me ask you guys something. Has either one of you seen the new Vice program? Which Vice. one? It's called Vice. It's on HBO. No, I don't think I've seen them all. Um, no, me neither. I've seen some NCI lately, some NCI New Orleans. They're they're blowing the whistle on everybody. I mean, they're doing an Edward Snowden on everything. And they had a program on Vice. It's a 30-minute show. But they had a program about America's militias the other night. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you what, uh, it was shocking. And... They went right into their training exercises and everything, interviewed them, the whole bit. These are all ex-special ops guys. And they said that we have 200,000 strong now. Well, the, actually, it's probably bigger than that. There's a, uh, between Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, there's a coalition of uh, what they call, I forgot the actual name of it, there's 4.4 million of them. It, this is a mobile army. All these guys are armed. It, it's 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 a five state or a, I forgot it's an eight state or five state joint militia with more than four million people in. Um, it's been around for a while. This isn't something new. This has been around for a while. But you know, since we brought up the militia, you notice that um, the ex-Soviet states are starting their own militias because they're not waiting on the United States to back them against Russia, since we showed so much support to the Ukraine. You know. All that help we sent to the Ukraine. Of course, Ukraine wasn't a NATO country, so we're not supposed to help out at nine NATO countries. I don't know why. Well, I, you yeah. know, even 200,000 of these guys, all ex-military trained people, 
could pull a government coup in this country without any trouble whatsoever. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think that's what they're scared of, and that's what this Jade House 2015 deal was about, is trying to get them out in the open the same as they tried it at Waco. I yeah, I think they are. I think they. I think they are trying to drag it out in the open. They're trying to show them as some kind of threat, so they can go in there, disband them, and break them up. But the problem they have, like down here in the south, is so many of the militia people are in key government positions, and that you would have a really hard time removing them from their positions. But they they started doing that. I forgot what it was about. It was something back, something at the end of. Uh, Vietnam kicked them off on this. They didn't feel safe with the government coming in and protecting them or some shit, and they started this. But it's been around for a while now. They did a TV special on it about two years ago. Um, but and wait, these guys. What's really funny about these guys is um, the number two guy is the head. He's the general in charge of all the military instruments in Texas. These guys actually have power, money, and access to military equipment. So I mean, if they really wanted to do a coup, they could really do a coup. It's, yeah, it's, that's but, it. and as far as I'm concerned, that's something that gets the president's attention yeah, and the young people who are behind him. That that gets their attention when that when that could happen. Yeah, and, and and it does because you know you got to worry. Then you're trying to get your power base settled. And now you've got a group thinking, hey, you know, we're not real happy with this. I don't know what would happen right now if there was to be a coup in the United States. Somebody asked me one day, would it be a North and South coup? I said, no, I don't think that's how it would break up. I said, I think you would see most of the South united. Most of the heartland would join with the South and a good chunk of the West Coast would. But all the liberal strongholds would not. So California, Washington, um, Oregon, uh, New York, uh, some of the other little areas around there, Ball, Massachusetts, Ball, I mean Maryland, all of them would side the other way. The problem is, and it's not like the Civil War days when you know the militaries were different. Most of the big military stuff is stored in the South because that's where most of the ports are. So it's not quite the same as it used to be. I, I don't want to see a coup in my country. I would rather see the government work the way it's supposed to work. And uh, real politics. You know what I don't understand, Jim? Why? First off, I don't understand why we got to have the electoral college. That just irritates the shit out of me. But more importantly, why don't we get to pick who's going to run? Why do we let the parties pick it? Because we never get who we want when we let the parties pick it. Never. Because the, the whole system has been usurped by them, so yeah. they can control it. Our forefathers set us up to do it. I mean, yeah. they. They knew what was going to happen, so they set it up to do it. But all of that's been usurped. Yeah, what we need, you know, we need to bring back a third party to bring balance back to the system. Wait, speaking of, Joe. Huh. So, Jim, we have on our program, on this is on the flip side, we have a third party called the Middleist, and we've really got traction, no, Joe? Oh, yeah, a lot of people. Well, actually, this is what's so funny about this. Just the other day, I'm watching an uh, old white-haired guy on CNN. I never can remember that guy's name. He must be some 40 and thing. I block his name out. And um, he's talking about there's a movement towards a middleist party. I'm going to sue somebody for using our middleist party, man. <laughs> so, like, Jim, so, Jim, so, Jim, news on the flip side for the past three years, we've had this third party 
that we created, and we have polls on our website, and it's, it's we're not Republican, we're not Democrats, we're oh, no. someone I'm in the middle. Republican. Somebody else is a Republican. Someone else? You traitor. I heard you signing away your life today. Oh, <laughs> with my neighbor? <laughs> Whatever. I'll just give it a second. Out west here, in the wild, wild west where yeah. I live, we have a party called the Constitution Party. Yeah. And uh, that's their their goal is to restore the Constitution to what our forefathers had it set up to be, and which in turn would change the elections. And they need to be changed. And, well, right now there's a big – there's getting ready to be a big lawsuit because Texas and Florida have passed New York up in size population-wide. So they're wanting to know why New York hasn't lost some of its electoral college votes and why hasn't Florida and Texas been given more. This is going to be a big sticking point at the, re at the election if the Democrats were to win close. And hey, wait, wait, wait. This is not a political show. Well, Saturday, no, we're, we're doing, Saturday, guys. No, 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 we're doing conspiracy. This is conspiracy stuff. Mm. Uh, all of this pans into the same thing. It's, it's all conspiracy stuff. But we got to get out of here anyway because it's 9 o'clock. But... Uh, Jim, you want to come see me next week, and we'll get do the UFO stuff? Absolutely. <laughs> next Wednesday? Okay. Next Wednesday. Uh, I love is, this guy. Next Jim, the great speaker with you. We can, yeah. do, we can do the weather and the UFO. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do that next week. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we were only going to do 9-11, but there's so much stuff. And when you get to talking about it, there's so much stuff to talk about. It, it, it's just it's hard to get out of it, and there's so much conspiracy stuff related to this particular topic that it's hard to get away from it and you know we crossed a lot of stuff on 9-11 and you know Jim I have asked engineers contractors bomb makers demolition people everybody where did that fuel go no one can give me an answer on where that fuel goes the only conspiracy people a lot of people said it went down the elevator shafts and then it ignited and of course that's what brought down the building Maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. I don't think if it went down the elevator shaft, it would have brought down the building. If it would have ran down the main frames, maybe, but not down the elevator shaft, unless the main frames run parallel to the elevator shaft. But even there, and I, that's the other problem, and it's probably why they had to bring down the buildings, because if it would have been left the way it was and it would have been an initial investigation, I think they would have found out there was some big-time hanky-panky going on there. Uh, so they had to make sure them buildings came down because, frankly, you know, I didn't see the first one fly into it. You know, I just seen the, the video of it. The second one, I was actually watching TV when it flew into it, and I'm thinking, you know, it hit that building. That building didn't even move. I mean, you know, yeah, I watched it. I know that building didn't even move. Well, you ain't the only one watching it. It was one of the most watched events in the country at the time. Uh, I know, but not like from a couple blocks away. I mean, but but watching it. Yeah, watching this thing fly into the building, you're kind of like, and you're thinking, okay, where's the fireball? Where's the explosions? Where's the fuel at? What, what the hell is going on here? Where are the big chunks of the plane? Now, it's a big building, so I know that, uh, you know, the building could handle a lot of that plane. I imagine inside, if you were to clear it out, you could probably work and put a jet in there, hangar size. So I can see why it may have not came all the way out. Until you take in speed considerations, the plane was clipping at 450 miles an hour. Yeah, so that's how come it, Kennedy's head went backwards when he was shot from behind. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> the, that's the thing. Some things you just got to kind of go, what the hell? 
Now, I did see one video of there's a helicopter that took a video as the plane was going, and it looked like there was a um, like a typhoon class missile going in. But then you don't know if the video was fake or whatever. It was an interesting video though, because it, it it looked like it came in right underneath the plane. You can see the plane hitting the building, and then you see this missile. Uh, about a quarter size of the fuselage right underneath it. But still, that wouldn't explain why the buildings came down the way they did. So unless the missile was controlled and brought down. But I, I'm just, you know, they're never going to tell us the truth on this. You know, maybe in our fourth or fifth reincarnation from this life, uh, we might actually find out what's going on. Uh, I like that idea. I like that idea. <laughs> you know, hey, just keep it in the right, gentlemen. Joe, you and I will be on tomorrow night, Flip Side Light. Yes, Flip yes. Side Light. And one of the topics will be the great, powerful Wizard of Oz, Donald Trump, and his mm, fake There you go. Yes, I want to talk about that. Uh, and we will All right, guys. Well, how can you have $8.2 billion and not get your hair done right? Look, man, come on. Yeah, but, like, but Joe, Joe, wait, you're talking about hair. I mean, really, are you in the... Look, if you if you comb over, well, I don't comb my hair over, do I? Don't try to hide the fact that I don't have hair in my head. That's what I'm saying. If you feel the need to comb over when you've got eight billion dollars, why not? Just yeah, he's up? insecure in that way, but I think he's a really good businessman. He is a really good businessman, but why not? All right, so, you know why? Why so, go comb over? That's just stupid. Did you see today? He said he wants Oprah to be his second. Yeah, I think he was just teasing about that. <laughs> Since Oprah's a liberal, and he's a conservative. Wait, I think that's funny. No, she, anyway, guys. We, we, so, all right. We, so, let, let Jim get some parting words in before we get out of here. You got it. All right. They, um, but, so uh, tell them again where to get the book. Tell them a little bit, and then we'll get on out of here, and we'll, let, we'll get down to work. I guess you're going to get four CDs from me, huh? That's cool. Uh, tell them one more time, though, Jim, where they can find you, how they can write to you, and, and a little bit about the book. Okay, we're off the air, right? No, no, not yet, not yet. We will be in a second. I want you to tell the audience a little bit about where they can find your book and, and, and email you at. All you have to do, all you have to do is uh, say my name on the computer and smoke and mirrors, S-M-O-K-E-N, yes. smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and you just type that into YouTube and or into uh, uh, Amazon.com. Just type it in, and you'll get the whole deal. The whole spiel, uh, baby. Real simple. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyway, Jim's coming. Jim's becoming a regular with you and I, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Jim does a good job. Weeks. There's just so much material to cover. I like this band. He's good. Know, when you when you when you do stuff like this, if you're going to do, you're talking about the subjects we've been talking about. To do the book, mm-hmm. just to justify the book, um, to bring justification to the book, I should say. Uh, it's good to talk about this because, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you didn't know this, we've talked about a lot. I mean, you've got six hours on one book we're talking about, okay? And we ain't even touched on 15% of what's in it, maybe 20%. So it just tells you what you're missing out. We've like with, with like some of the stuff we've talked about in the past, the different the different like Ruby original, mm-hmm. um, that stuff I agree. we only touched on. You, you need to get the book and read it for yourself, and really enjoy it because there's a lot of really good material in there. But you know how to go go to Amazon, go to UFO on the cover, 
in a little while, it'll actually be on Facebook. You can click it out through there. So Yes, and it's being, I will publish the Oh, okay. and, and tomorrow we will touch on, what's her name, Rachel what? Oh, we will be talking a little bit about her. Tomorrow night, Joe Montaldo, Stephanie Benetti. So what, what are we going to call her? The first, we, the, the, well, no, the no, no, no. Let's person. not name call. Let's not do that. Um, let alone what we're going to do Saturday night. News on the flip side, oh, 6 p.m. Central. So, all right, that being said, let's <laughs> – I don't normally do Wednesday night. So. Yeah, so let, let, let me finish Anyway, that's Stephanie Benetti. Don't forget, come see her tomorrow night on Flipside Light. She'll be causing trouble as usual. And don't forget, on Saturday night, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll be causing news on the flip side. We'll, we'll be causing news on the flip side. We'll be doing <laughs> news on the flip side. They'll be sure to come by and check it out. There's a lot of good material this week. There's a lot of also stupid news this week. So the, it, both shows should be a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of cutting up because, frankly, some of the stuff we're going to be talking about is just ridiculously funny. Um, also, anybody trying to get in touch with me for the next 10 or 12 days, i got a really hectic schedule. Um, I'm interviewing for a new gig. I'm also, my business is really, really busy. The station's kind of busy right now, and there's a few other things going on in that that I can't talk about. So um, I just want to warn anybody, if you're trying to get in touch with me, it might be a little tough this week, that's all, for the next two weeks. After that, things should quiet down a little bit. And uh, for anybody who's an iCar member who's interested and discuss an alien abduction on, in a live format, get in touch with me at icarcox.net. If you're a member, you know, somebody who knows me on a regular basis, it can't be somebody who doesn't know me, but if you do know me and you're interested in talking about it, write to me, and I'll tell you more about that after you write to me because I haven't had a chance to put out a letter to the organization yet. But anyway, on that note, we will be getting out here next week. Right, well, Jim, hey, we'll Jim. Good night, Jim. All right. Ne- good next, night. Next Good night, Joe. That's right. Uh, and good night to everybody. But anyway, next week, ladies and gentlemen, Jim will be coming back to us. We will be talking uh, about the weather. Yes, the weather, not in the context y'all are thinking about it. And we will be talking about UFOs, a little Billy Meyer, a little other stuff. We're going to squeeze all that in next week, so be sure to come back and check it out. And on that note, I think we're out of here, huh, ladies and gentlemen. Guys and girls, have some fun, enjoy your lives, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Good night, everybody. Whoa!